Hey, hey, you. Hello there. Every person everywhere. Well, good on you, friends and family from around the world. My name is Lynn. I am your host for Every Person Everywhere. And this is stuff that you can relate to, hopefully. So, the last time that we chatted was me setting the scene for my trip around the center of Europe. So, first and foremost, let's talk about my trip to um, Budapest. So, at this point in time, I became very, very good at scouting out where cheap meals were, where fun things to do was, and of course, cheaper ways of getting there all around. So, I got on a budget airline and it got me to Budapest uh, airport probably around 9.30 at night. By the time I took a uh, bolt, I think it was, to get to my hostel, which only cost me about you know, $10 a night, if that, at this nice random little hostel I found, maybe like 10.30 at night. I checked in, took a shower, came out to the front, had a light snack. I met a guy from Morocco there and he actually offered me... Uh, one of the spare bananas that he had because he had a huge thing of bananas and I had recently if you remember correctly been to Morocco so we talked for like two hours so then I went to sleep and then in the morning I met somebody from Chile and me being one of the only people for miles and miles that spoke his language conversed with him in Spanish for a little while and they both gave me suggestions of things to do and things that they had seen at this point, I also got very good at when I was sitting idle in airports or on taxis. I would just Google, like, must-see slash must-do in insert location here. So I already had a list of things that I was intending to do. Food to try, museums to see, parks to walk in, etc., etc., etc. The big bridge that connects Buda to Pest, yes, they were technically two different things, was a free little walk. And I walked around and saw the National Fountain there. And I walked around and did a whole lot of other things. And whatever ideas I didn't have in my head, I got from whoever was running the hostel or hotel I was at. So there was this cute little girl, probably, not little, but I guess like early 20s running the hostel. And she gave me a whole plethora of things to check out, foods to try to get the real experience. I went to the old Jewish quarters, Jewish ruins, I think is what it's officially called. And I had, I forget what it's called now, but they have very strong like spiced liquor. And I had that, plus I had their traditional um, Hungarian beverage and it's some sort of alcoholic fruity beer cocktail thing. Um, sort of like a lambic, but not really. Right after doing that, I did some light shopping in the market square, looked at the graffiti, looked at all the old stuff. This was part of town where it was effectively a, a free town, just like Ujupis in Lithuania was, and just like Christiania was in um, Denmark. It was its own little thingy here, and really it was so small that the only people living there were the people that worked at the quarters themselves. So I got to have Kirk. Kirkus Kaikus, I think is what it's called, which are fried chimney cakes with cinnamon, sugar, and butter. And I also got to have langosh, which is basically fried dough with cheese and sour cream and chives. And bo basically, both of those are very good hangover foods. A lot of people eat those when they're hungover, but they were just really good in filling. Also in that area, I got to try real Hungarian goulash and ratatouille and borscht. 
Um, so I ate a lot of those kind of very stodgy foods and they all had vegetarian options available. So the goulash, I'm pretty sure was still made with beef broth, unavoidable, I guess, but they made it without actual beef itself. So the way that ordering a food worked there is I told them what I wanted. They gave me a ticket. I sat and waited. They called me up. I grabbed it and they also sold beer there. So I had some sort of ale, which was my fuel to walk around for the rest of Budapest for the day. There's a national monument there outside of the big castle building, and it's on a hill. I forget what it's called, but I think they actually shot part of Harry Potter films in this little nook slash cranny of the world, if I'm not mistaken. So it was very cool to see a little bit of history from that perspective as well. It was very wet and very rainy, so I didn't get to do as much as I wanted. Because of this, I also did not have time to go to the Victory Falls Fountains, which is a naturally occurring hot spring in the center of Victory Square. Victory Square is where I met this tourist couple who were from, I think, Salem, Oregon. Very small world. They heard my accent, vice versa. We got to talking. And um, they had gone to the falls in spite of the cold and they saw that and there was a massive castle outside of it as well i'm not going to lie budapest is where things kind of get fuzzy once again but if you google like top 10 things to see slash do in budapest you will basically find a list of everything that i saw and did there so being in budapest itself very laid back like most of europe Everything about Europe is so laid back compared to pretty much everything there is in America from all fronts, really. So, you know, you just kind of kicked your feet up and you lounged around and you hung out and you drank beers and you you had a good time. And it it, it, was, it was very fun. So I'm actually about to be at a place where I can pull over. So I'm going to do something I've never really done before. And I'm going to just take a list of things to see in Budapest. And I'm going to jog my memory so I can give you a better picture of what I did there. Since I'm going to try and make all of these their own full episodes. So let's see. Let's flip through this. Look at that. Aha! I've got it. So literally just a quick little google search you will find plenty of blogs and stuff just like what i do just like what i do and of course they'll offer you subscription services to get updates or whatever the heck you don't need to worry about that viator TripAdvisor, and viagogo are also very good websites to help you figure out what to do and see and eat and drink when you're over there so just looking at this random blog from a person named the crazy tourist so shout out to the crazy tourist who uh created this blog um the gothic revival building also known as the uh the parliament building so when they built this building as i found out from the locals they wanted it to look a lot like a church because at this point in time there was still a lot of feuds between the turks and the Ottoman Empire and the Byzantine Empire and that kind of stuff when they built the building. So they wanted their government building to look like a glorified church. So it's obviously since been built upon, but it looks like a giant church. You can take tours inside, but it costs money and me being broke, I did not get to do that. So there's also the Galer Baths. 
alongside the Victory Baths. Um, it is one of two bath systems in Hungary and definitely worth checking out because it's an open air pool and it's massive and it's super, super warm from what I'm told. I honestly wish that I would have budgeted time to do that, but I did not. So the town of Hungary is held up by the Archangel Gabriel, who is holding the Hungarian crown. And that is their nice way of sort of throwing it back to uh, where they used to be as, as a nation in, in general. There's a small little island in the middle of the Danube River, which you will find when you cross a bridge, and you can go down to it. It was raining pretty hard at that point in time, so I didn't go down to Margaret Island, but, you know, the promenade is a giant walkway right alongside on the Pest side. And then when you look over towards the Buddha side, you get to see Gellert Hill, the Fisherman's Bastion, and Buddha Castle. So all of this is within like a 20-minute walk of one another, and people offer um, cheap taxis, which obviously there's a scam, and it's a black cab taxi, so it's fee for minute. Um, and with traffic, that's how they get you. So the traffic is really bad there. So I actually looked it up later and found out that it took me 25 minutes to walk from Gellert Hill to Fisherman's Bastion to Buddha Castle. And even though it's technically a five minute drive to get from the Gellert Hill to the Buddha Castle, it normally with traffic, it takes like 15 and they charge by the minute. So it's expensive. Don't do it. It's a scam. Um, pretty cool to think that, you know, people are able to make a killing that way, but always, always do your own research on trustworthy companies. Never go with something random, random on the street. I'm sorry. Apologies. Uh, hiccups. Like it might sound like a great idea at the time, but I assure you it's not always do your research and never go with something you're not entirely sure of. So I did that. And there's a lot of gypsies in the area that have gypsy folk music. And that's playing on the promenade nearly constantly. And it's basically built onto a hill. It almost reminds you of Diagon Alley straight out of Harry Potter. And there's lots of things to do and see there. Um, as far as things to see that I haven't seen, there's also the House of Terror, which is supposed to be very haunted because a lot of people died there during the communist regime. I went and saw St. Stephen's Basilica, but they charged you like 30 bucks to go in to walk around, so I didn't. However, you can go in for free if you go and see a community organ concert. So it only really happens on like weekends, and I was there on a Tuesday, so I didn't have the, oppor the opportunity to see that. And there's also operas there where uh, Frank List and um, Frank Enkel played a lot of music back in the days. So that's definitely worth checking out. Now, the Fisherman's Bastion, I don't really know why they called that because it's a miniature castle. So that's where the ancient fish market used to be. And it, it, it was the Guild of Fishermen. So all the fishermen from town and several of the tribes that grew up in that area and several of the gypsy settlers, they all called that home for quite some time. Other things you can do is go to the Invisible Museum and check out the Faust Wine Cellar. There's also a giant park called Memento Park, which I really wanted to go to. It was built during the communist era, but it was on the clear other side of town. So I just didn't have the ability to do that. However, 
They hold free church services in the Dohne Street Synagogue at all points of the day. And there's this, just like every synagogue that I've been to and every church, there's just this air of sort of compassionate sorrow that looms over it when you go there. I don't really know how else to describe it. Right outside of the Jewish quarters, there's the Xeri Flea Market, where there's a lot of people peddling things on the street. You do have to be careful because sometimes um, there's people that are trying to swindle or scam you into buying things that they've actually stolen. So do your research on that. And of course, there's the pubs from the ruined pubs. There's a giant market, just like there is in most places. It's sort of like the Matus, and it's, it's kind of cool. And then there's the Buddha Castle Funicular, which is a giant tunnel that connects them to the outside town. And it's actually one of the clearest shots to get to Romania from there. And then, last but not least, you absolutely need to walk along Andrasi Avenue, which is where all the old Gothic and Neolithic buildings are. And that's what leads you into Buddha Hills. Buddha Hills is where there's a lot of hiking stuff to do. Honestly, I think, when I think back on it, I think I was lost hiking in those hills by myself for probably a good two hours. And that was just getting up Gellert Hill and down and from one side of the hills to get to the monuments to the next. Oh, and by the way, there's no free public restrooms. So if you're at a bar somewhere, try to take a whiz before you leave. If you are visiting anything in the area, try to do that before you leave. Um, every now and then, the people tending the coin, the coin bat, it's literally a coin basket, literally won't be paying attention. So you can actually go and pretend to put a coin in, but steal a coin and then put it back in. Is it ethical? No, but neither is charging to use the bathroom. Let's face it now. Like you don't need penny cash to subside your facilities in society. However, tax schemes are pretty poor in Central and Western and Eastern Europe combined. So in most of Europe, the tax scheme is not that great. So they don't really spend money restoring monuments and bathrooms and stuff. So if you do have the nobility to pay the fees for service, then you're going to help them contribute to buying at least toilet paper and at least you know, fixing and playing for plumbing if some stupid tourist forgets a courtesy flush and flush the toilets. So, all in all, Budapest is a great place to go be hungover, I've noticed. Um, it's a very slow pace of life. Everything ever that you need is within walking distance. I spent a decent amount of time in restaurants and in, in bars and stuff there, simply because there's not that much to do other than going to see shows and concerts and comedy stints and going to the pub um and of course just like anywhere in most of europe if you want to go see the interior of the buildings and or learn about the history you need to pay like at least 15 dollars to do so and if you're like me and you're trying to travel on a bootstrap it's just not something you can do however there are certain tours like i've mentioned in bygone seasons that will combine certain things together so you might not spend as much time as you'd like doing a b and c but you'll still get to see a b and c for like 30 bucks cheaper than what it would have been otherwise and yeah that's that's about it and honestly, I tried looking for a free walking tour of Budapest, and because 
Budapest is just spread out enough with all of the, like, touristy monument thingies. There really wasn't a whole lot in the way of, you know, going out and seeing things. There, there really wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot in the way of walking tours. So, when you go to Budapest, do what I just did just now and look at different things that you can do when you're there. And so, I leave it at that. And to this I add my beautiful silence.